Throughout this whole journey, I've learned to identify who I am on a deeper level. You talk about on your podcast, Joyful Rebellion is when you go against what society says. And I've learned there is more to me than the label society has put on me. I've done that through identifying my core values situations come up that used to trigger me or frustrate me. I've learned how to give myself space until I'm able to focus on gratitude. This is a Joyful Rebellion, the podcast that explores that moment you realize the life and success you worked so hard to create didn't come with all the fulfillment you thought it would. I'm your host, James Walters, and I want you to be the author of your own story. Each week, I connect with people who inspire bold answers to the question, what do I do now to create a life I love? If you're ready to start answering that question for yourself, you're in the right place. So let's start a joyful rebellion. You know those moments in life where you just hit a wall with your current situation? Where you look around and even though you followed the recipe for success and the recipe came out as described, you're still having a hard time feeling great about it? Yeah, for a lot of successful people I talk to, that chain of events seems to be a trend and it's certainly true for today's guest. Amanda Rose is founder of Gratitude Incarnate and around four years ago, she was living a comfortable life that on the outside appeared to check all the boxes of success. While on the inside, she struggled with a feeling that her life lacked purpose and that led to a stretch of depression. And while searching for a way out of her depression and into a more fulfilling way of life, she was introduced to the practice of gratitude. Now, if you're thinking, oh, gratitude, heard that one before, tried it, it did not work for me. Well, that's one thing you and I have in common. But after talking with Amanda about her joyful rebellion against depression and how her gratitude practice played a major role, I have a few new tools to add to my belt and I bet you will too. So let's jump right in. I just hit record a second ago and I mean, we can jump right in if you're good with that. Yep. So paint the scene for me. Like what was going on when you realized something needed to change? I had basically built my life around what I had been taught by society and people close to me, especially the idea that if you want anything in life, you have to work really hard. No one's going to give you anything. With that in mind, I set out to build the life that I thought I wanted for myself, but it was based off of what other people had told me you needed to do in life, like owning a home, buying a car, marrying someone and settling down, becoming a successful entrepreneur or having a successful career. So I set out to do all those things. So many people say that life is short, but... I don't know if that's necessarily true because I accomplished all of those things. I had found myself with my little list and everything checked off. And I felt so empty inside. Like all of the feelings I thought I was supposed to feel based off of what everyone told me, they just weren't there. And mm. some things happened in my life that really made me take a look at the big picture, zoom out and get a different perspective. And I realized, you know, I've checked off everything on this list. Why don't I feel like I've accomplished anything? Yeah. I've learned now that this is something that happens. It's pretty common with people when they reach levels of success. They don't really get the feeling that they were expecting to have. And with my past experiences with depression, I had realized that's 
what was going on at that time. Mm. I seemed successful on the outside, but on the inside, I was really depressed. And I am so fortunate that I was able to receive some free therapy at the time. And I had those sessions with the therapist. To make it short and simple, she showed me that I wasn't focusing on gratitude at all. She gave me like a self-love prescription. She sent me home with that to do a daily gratitude practice. It's called the GLAD method. It's an acronym for the word GLAD, G-L-A-D. And every day you write one thing you're grateful for, one thing you've learned, one thing you've accomplished, and one thing you've delighted in. And no Mm. matter how I felt, I did that every day. And as I started to utilize that gratitude practice, I've noticed everything in my life was changing and shifting in such a positive way. And I realized this was the key. This was what was missing the whole time. And that doesn't mean that I kept that career or I stayed with that partner or stayed in that house, but it just, I had a new appreciation for everything Yeah, and life in general. As I started to utilize that gratitude practice more and learn new practices, I had another level of spiritual awakening, and it was realizing that I had to share this with as many people as possible. For the first time in life, I felt like I realized what my purpose was. You know, it wasn't to be a residential housekeeping company owner. (laughs) That was a part of my journey, but it wasn't fulfilling me on a deeper soul level. That's what led me to starting the podcast, starting my coaching business. I'm in the process of writing a book. I don't know. Gratitude just changed my life. And it's literally my answer for everything now. (laughs) Yeah. So when you got this assignment from the therapist and they said, hey, go start a practice, which means basically start a routine, integrate this into your life. Where did you start? And what kind of resistance? Did you feel any resistance at the beginning? Did you have trouble finding a specific time in the day? Walk us through what that looked like at first and how it's grown at the point where you realized it was going to be awesome. Yeah, so she really encouraged me to pick a certain time during the day to do this. And she suggested either early in the morning or at night before I go to bed. And for me, it just worked best to do it at night. Mm. And it's like taking your vitamins. If you forget to do it at night, just make sure you know you do it in the morning or the next time that you're supposed to do it. (laughs) I did have some resistance at first. Like I said, I was going through depression. Anybody that's experienced depression before knows that it just feels really difficult to do tasks that other people might find really simple. Writing four sentences sometimes at the end of the day was a struggle for me. Yeah. But I, after the very first night of doing it the next day, I noticed a difference right away. So when I did feel uh-huh. that resistance come up, yeah. I could just think back on that and have gratitude for that. And I learned some things to incorporate through my day that really helped. For example... One thing I accomplished, this was one that I really struggled with because, again, when you're going through depression, whether you're accomplishing things or not, you don't always feel like you are. And it can be difficult to recognize those Mm. things. So Mm. I started with just simply making my bed in the morning because it's such an easy thing that you can do that makes you feel accomplished and you could just start your day that way. So I found little tricks like that would help me whenever I was feeling resistant to doing that practice every day. 
Yeah, like they say, find a way to celebrate the small wins. And so yeah, making your bed is a small win. You're like, oh, there it is. That's how we started the day. But I'm curious, all of my energy happens first thing when I wake up, like I'm ready to go. And mm-hmm. I know everyone is completely different. It makes so much sense to do a gratitude practice at night when you've had your whole day to mm-hmm. think about and you've just lived it. So it's fresh in your mind. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, what did go well? What did I learn? All the things that you can put down there. For me, I would think about that and I would probably be better at it in the morning. Just thinking about what happened the day before. Did you try in the morning? It sounds like you've tried at night and you've stuck with that. Yeah, I really, I don't use this practice as much anymore. Sometimes I'll just think about it throughout the day and just ask myself those questions because I was so familiar with it before. But yeah, sometimes I would do it in the morning and it would just mostly be because I forgot to do it at night. Like the vitamin (laughs) thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But for me, it was just when I woke up in the morning, it would just be a little bit more difficult for me to remember some of the things that happened the day before. But yeah, you can do it in morning, night. You can do it three times a day. <laughs> Would you say you want to align it with when your energy is good? 100%. When, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's going to be different for everyone. For some people, that's in the middle of the day and they can look back on their morning or something like that. Now, I'm really curious because I so identified with when I saw your info out there. And I said, okay, I've got so many questions for you because you said this was about four years ago when Mm -hmm. you were going through this time where you thought, gosh, I've checked all the boxes. I've done all the things that everyone told me to do. Why am I not happy? And then you, you really started your journey of trying to figure that out. And I've been through a similar journey. Probably this was about nine, 10 years ago. And I started a gratitude journal. I was reading a lot about happiness at the time. And when you read a lot about how to get happier, you tend to get a lot of information about gratitude. What you described a a minute ago as that emptiness phase. Why is everything not rainbows and unicorns right now? I've worked hard. I've done all the things. I've been responsible and I'm not happy but I'm supposed to be grateful. I'm supposed to have gratitude. And so, okay, let's do it. Did it feel at first like a fake it till you make it situation? Yeah, 100%. Like people talk about this so much nowadays with imposter syndrome. And I definitely went through that. There would be times where I could feel just regular feelings. I've learned not to label them as good or bad anymore, just experiences that I have. But Back then, it was like, oh, why do I feel so bad? But nope, I have to put on a happy face and (laughs) pretend like I'm grateful for everything, even Uh, though I'm not really 100% sure if that's how I feel right now. Am I grateful for this? Yeah. And then how long would you say it took before you really started to get high on your own supply, for lack of a better analogy? No, I think that's really a great analogy. It's been about a year. I would say last year around this time, I would call it a shift. Okay. To where I took a deep dive into self-care. And I really focused on myself. And that's not to say that I wasn't taking care of others around me, but I was really focused on just studying myself and learning more about myself. And in doing all of the work that I did in order to do that, I had realized, wow, 
I've come really far because things that were coming up in my life, I was handling them differently. I was feeling differently. With my gratitude practice, I've just gotten to a place where so you could take everything from me. And while I may have feelings about that, I know I'm going to be okay. As long as I'm breathing and my heart is beating, I have something to be grateful for. And no matter what it is, I can shift my focus to that. And as time goes by, it happens more quickly and more quickly. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. It was four years ago you were looking for something that was going to fill you up. Then you found gratitude and you said it was about a year ago. So did it take about three years of experimenting with it or was it a little shorter period? Like give a little bit of the timeline on when you found gratitude, then when you realized it was the thing that worked the best for you? I worked with that gratitude practice for, I'd say, about a year. And as I was doing that gratitude practice, I was incorporating as many other practices as I could find. Like I said, I had such great results. I was absorbing as much information as possible. Mm -hmm. So at about the year mark, that's where we were talking about, you know, kind of like the imposter syndrome feelings. I was really questioning, is this really true? I've seen a result, but I was still having thoughts and it was like I was two different people almost. At some points, I could really embody gratitude. And at some points, I felt like I had nothing to be grateful for. And I experienced that for about another year. I was like, you know, what's going on here? I just realized I had backed off of my gratitude practice because at the beginning, I really dived into it. I was doing all the things. And I was like, what's going on here? Okay, maybe I've just backed off a little bit too much. And then that's about the time I was like, how can I do more? Are there more practices I can utilize? Went back to some of the original practices I was using. And that really helped. So I was getting back into that like higher vibration. I wasn't really feeling ungrateful a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really battling with that as much. And that's about the time I decided to start my podcast, uh, the Gratitude Incarnate podcast, because I really wanted to help other people. This gratitude journey that I'm on is wonderful. And it's not my job to save the world. I can definitely be an example to others and teach them what I've learned. And I just felt like the podcast was a great way to get that message out to the world. And that really helped me so much more with my practice because every day I wasn't just going through the motions of the gratitude practice. I was stepping back and viewing them from an observer's perspective. Like, what's going on here? What is it that I'm actually doing? What are actionable steps that I can teach people about pretty much every day. Was it one of those situations where you can learn something and academically it makes sense and then maybe you start implementing it into your life, but then once you truly understand it to the level where you can teach it to other people, then you really start to internalize it and understand it on a completely different level. Yeah, almost like you learn it another time. Yeah, that makes me curious because If anyone gets anything out of this, I want them to hear that you started this practice and you noticed something, but it sounds like you went back and forth. Is this real? Was that the initial hit? And it seemed great, but then you stuck with it. And it sounds like this practice, the GLAD practice, seemed like your gratitude practice with training wheels. Then you started exploring other things, but it made you look at your life in a really intentional way. It made you look at your day in an intentional way. What did I learn? What was I grateful for? 
and those kinds of things, did you find that being intentional about looking at your day, how you spent your time, did that create intentional thoughts in other areas of your life? Yeah. So with the part in the GLAD method where it talks about accomplishment, that's really what got me into setting an intention with making my bed. And that kind of leads to self-discipline throughout the rest of the day is, okay, I've accomplished this. What else can I accomplish? Mm -hmm. And then I accomplish that. What's the next thing I can accomplish? So what I'm doing essentially is setting an intention to accomplish as many things as possible throughout the day. Same thing with learning. Same thing with gratitude. How many things can I be grateful for today? Did you write that down? Did you like have a spot where you wrote it down where you could look on it and reflect on it? Or did you just put it on a post-it note and then throw it in the fireplace after the time was up? I just bought, you know, like a cute little notebook. And each day I just wrote down the date and each one of the things into a sentence. So it would be something like, today I am grateful for sunshine. Okay, that's cool. So that leads to the next question. It sounds like the GLAD method really worked to get things kicked off for you and gave you a structure, which is super important when you're trying to come into a practice that is unfamiliar to you. That was 1.0 and that was a couple of years ago. So where would you say are you in version 2.0, 3.0 right now? What does your practice look like today? If I was to number it, I would say probably 3.0. I have done a lot of studying about gratitude this year and not so much just from a scientific point of view, but real stories from people in real life. And I heard a beautiful story of a woman who had lost her son and how she was able to have gratitude through that whole process. It really just touched me and it gave me like a whole new perspective on gratitude. Wow, we can have gratitude through some of the most life-changing events. And I think that's what boosted me up to (laughs) 3.0. Okay. That would be completely next level to be going through something traumatic and still have the presence of mind to think, okay, what can I be grateful for in this situation? What is this situation trying to teach me? It's powerful. And that's what I did. I went through and I analyzed my life and I was like, what have I been labeling as tragedies? How can I look at these as blessings? How can I have gratitude for these things that people would look at my life and say, wow, you've had a terrible life? No, I have had a magnificent life. That makes me curious. Once you really got the presence of mind about checking in with yourself on what you were grateful for, did any of your habits change? Did you give less time to people who maybe drained your energy or drained your ability to have gratitude toward them or the situation they caused? A lot of my habits have changed. I think the biggest thing is just giving others space to have their own experience with life and just having gratitude for my experiences. That's really the biggest change that I've had is just the ability to be able to say thank you for whatever is coming up. Whatever is going on, however other people may label it, doesn't really matter. When you can be grateful In spite of what everybody else thinks is going on, you can still have gratitude. How have the people closest to you reacted to your journey? So people at work, family members, you get around the family gathering and they're like, oh, Amanda, you're different. How does that conversation go? I'll be honest with you. A lot of times they just 
give me this look of shock. (laughs) (laughs) Is she being serious right now? Let's just say, for example, my car was stolen. Okay. To a lot of people, they would freak out. To me, if I understand that there is a higher purpose to this that I just can't understand right now, something happened, but I can be grateful for the time that I had with that vehicle. I can be grateful that I wasn't hurt in the process of the vehicle being taken. You know what I'm saying? I can always find a reason to be grateful. And some people, it doesn't compute for them because that's just (laughs) not what they're used to. It's about worry and stress. And that's what gratitude has been about for me is that's how I have overcome depression, anxiety, grief. It's all been with gratitude. And I know that when I can instantly focus on that, all the negative thoughts just go away because gratitude cannot coexist with negative thoughts in your brain. That is science. Yeah. yeah, that's that part I've experienced. And I'm curious to know now, are there people who were in your life before who just couldn't hang with the whole gratitude thing, chronic complainers who you need to say, hey, you do you, you go with the negativity thing. That's not going to be me from here on out. Were there people you lost along the way? Yes, I am fortunate that the close relationships, like with some of my family members that have those experiences with negativity, we can still communicate. I've just learned that it's important for me to have boundaries in place and to respect myself with those boundaries. And sometimes you can love people from a distance. <laughs> and then there are people that come and go in and out of my life all the time, like coworkers and things like that. We just realized that we are on two different frequencies. And that's okay. Everybody is okay. And they have permission to have their experiences. And that's what's going to happen. That's a part of this journey. That's what's going to happen with any growth in your life. People are going to come and they're going to go. And that's okay. And we can have gratitude for those experiences because it's either a lesson or a blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's no, no failure, only lessons learned, right? Yeah. Describe the moment when you realized the concept of gratitude was working for you and you wanted to help others experience it the same way you were experiencing it. What was that like? Was there an aha anywhere in there? Yeah, there was. I'm going to plug Steve Harvey real quick. (laughs) Okay. I love him so much. I was watching his show one day and he was saying that he loves waking up every morning. And I was like, I don't know what he is doing, (laughs) but I need that to be me. Like, I want to wake up excited every day about my life, no matter what's going on. And the day came with my gratitude practice. That day came where I woke up and I was so excited to go into my morning practice, which at that time, it included a gratitude practice. I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so great. And that's when I had the thought, I need to share this with other people. And that's what it's about. I want people to have a life where they enjoy getting up in the morning and enjoy going to sleep at night and for positive reason. (laughs) (laughs) Which leads me to the next thing as we get a little bit older. We don't maybe even understand it or recognize it as we're younger. But as we do get older and wiser and see the ways of the world, we realize that comparison truly is the thief of joy because you've been studying gratitude for so long. How has your use of social media changed? I have a whole new perspective on social media. And to be completely honest, I really just use it for my business now. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll do what some people call post and ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just really, for my practice, I know what's going to trigger me. And if I sit there and try to see every comment that pops up, number one, I'm going to be constantly checking my phone. Number two, I'm going to let those comments affect me mm-hmm. if I try to do that immediately. So I just need to give myself a little bit of space. Come back to that later. And I really don't have a need for outside validation like that. I know that I'm good and I work on that every day. So I don't need likes and comments. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes if a post gets a few extra likes, I'll be like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. Killing it today. (laughs) Now, did that come through the gratitude practice or did you feel that level of detachment before gratitude or has that been since? That has definitely been since gratitude. If you're looking to detach from things like that, I highly recommend starting a gratitude practice, especially with your phone. If you find yourself just picking up your phone and you can't seem to put it down, work on a gratitude practice. Okay, so let's say someone's listening to this. They have either anxiety because they just got off of Instagram and the person from high school they competed with 23 years ago when they were in high school is is on a cruise in the Bahamas right now and they're a little salty about it and (laughs) they're feeling some kind of way about it. Let's just put it like that. And they're like, Uh damn it, I should be on the beach in Bahamas. How does that person who's sitting in their car fuming about Becky, who they haven't seen in 23 years, by the way, is on the beach in the Bahamas and they're over here not loving their life because of that. Where would they start besides just take a deep breath, Veronica? Yeah, so (laughs) um, (laughs) that's my advice. So number one thing you're going to do is put your phone down. It's going to be okay. It's going to be there for you. Back away from the phone. Back away. Okay. Okay. Second thing, this is a very simple breathwork technique that anybody can use anytime. All you're going to do is just breathe in and think to yourself in your head, I breathe in love. And as you breathe out, you're going to think to yourself, I breathe out gratitude. Mm. And just do three rounds of that, five rounds of that, 10 rounds of that until you feel that your body's kind of settled some of those feelings. Some of those feelings are out of your body and you've settled down a little bit. Then I have developed a gratitude meditation. I'm going to be posting on my social media, my Facebook. All right. And I do have an episode about it on my podcast. And that's what I would recommend doing. So that gratitude meditation, it it can be done at any time by anyone, a beginner or someone that's very experienced with meditation. What it does is you start out with a grounding technique and you just work your way through this process. It's very similar to the GLAD method. And that's how I developed it. You know, I was like, I've been using this Can I develop a method of my own? So I did, using an acronym for the word gratitude. And that's what it is. It's really simple. It's nine steps that you guide yourself through with the meditation. I can give you the link for that so you can post that for your listeners. We'll put that in the show notes for sure. You don't have to use my meditation. If you want to pick that phone back up, you can do a Google (laughs) search for a three to five minute meditation and just let that play. And I promise you, by the time that's over, you're going to feel a lot better. I recommend gratitude meditations just because it's a really simple way to get negative thoughts out of your head. Yeah. And pick that phone up at your own risk, for sure. (laughs) But 
Go I mean, straight to the meditation. <laughs> it can be helpful. It can be harmful, just like any tool. The phone is amazing and it's a distraction. It can also do some really good things if you've got the meditation. And for anyone who's maybe listening, anyone who's listening to this show for a little while, they're not going to be scared of a meditation. But if you're nervous about it, just all you have to do is listen. It's like an audio book that sort of calms you down. Everything's going to be okay. You won't be a different religion when you nope. come out of this thing. It's going to be fine. When did you have the experience of internalizing your gratitude practice, practicing it every day, incorporating it into your life? When was the first time you noticed that you were rubbing off on someone and maybe they had a little different outlook, just a little. Maybe they made a comment or maybe they just acted a little bit different. When was the first time you noticed, hey, I am actually helping other people just by being around them? I was really fortunate. My partner at the time picked up a gratitude practice as well. And that's when I thought to myself, oh, hey, I'm inspiring people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. They get inspired and they're like, whoa, what's going on with Amanda? Yeah. <laughs> She's so different now and I like it and I'm going to pay attention. So when they started paying attention, what were some of the things you started noticing at first? You mean with other people? Yeah, with other people that let you know, hey, this is catching on. It's funny. I have people come to me all the time and they start with the same sentence. You would be so proud of me. And then they proceed to tell me how they helped someone or just how they had gratitude through a difficult situation. My car broke down and I didn't get upset. I didn't blame anybody else. And I was grateful that somebody picked me up and helped me out. That's so awesome. That is a great feeling to know that just by your example, someone wants to tell you what they did. You just mentioned something that I read a lot about, I've heard a lot about, I've experienced it, and it's certainly true for me. But you said helping other people. I've read in so many books, that is a really straight line to feeling gratitude just because you put yourself in the service of someone else. It could have been something really simple. Just helping someone else helps you feel a lot better and helps you be grateful because you were able to impact them. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with that? that that's, that's something definitely that I've learned along this journey is you will feel happier when you're helping other people out. I just think there's two things that are really important to remember. Number one, you cannot save the world. We can lead by example, and that's great, but it's not your job to help everybody out, okay? <laughs> and two is just remember that receiving is just as important. Like, you're going to feel good when you're open to receiving just as much as giving. Don't always give because if you do, yes, you will feel happy at first, but then you're probably going to start feeling burnt out, <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's an experience that I've had. When we help others out, it's like we're sharing gratitude with somebody else. All of the positive effects that we're getting from our own personal gratitude, we're just amplifying it and boosting it up when we're helping somebody else out because now we feel grateful, they feel grateful. And when you're lifting someone else up by helping them, you're really lifting yourself up as well. Just Yeah, as much. you have such an appreciation for what you have. It makes you stop and think, oh, I ate dinner tonight or, oh, I have a place to sleep tonight. For sure. Now, you're in what you dubbed 3.0 in your practice. <laughs> what does that look like now? Is that at night? Is that all day long? <laughs> what does uh, Gratitude Practice 3.0 look like for Amanda? I would have to like create a 
document uh, spreadsheet from, like all the things <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there is gratitude i want to say sprinkled but it's more like showered throughout my whole day i start my day with gratitude i think about the things i'm grateful for all throughout the day when situations come up that used to trigger me or used to frustrate me i've learned how to give myself space until i'm able to focus on gratitude and i end my day with that too throughout this whole journey I've learned to identify who I am on a deeper level. You know, you talk about on your podcast, Joyful Rebellion is when you go against what society says. And I've learned that there is more to me than the labels that society has put on me. And I've done that through identifying my core values. Hmm. And I set up a list of gratitude affirmations that I write every single day. And still four years later, there are some days where I skip my gratitude practice in the morning. <laughs> what? Of course. <laughs> yes, yeah. it happens. <laughs> I do yeah. my best, though, to, when I remember, even if it's later in the day, to stop what I'm doing and get it done. It's still a process. But yeah, there is just gratitude practice throughout my entire day now. And I'm grateful for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I said, gratitude is literally my answer for everything now. I talk to a lot of people who get to that point in their lives, just like you described, you checked all the boxes, you've done everything everyone said you were supposed to do. And you look around and you're like, well, this seems a little bit confining. I, this isn't what I hope for. Then you have to figure out what it's going to be to get you out. I talked to one person and she tried everything, the therapy, she tried the gratitude, she tried the journaling, she tried all this stuff. And then she found hypnotherapy and she went down that rabbit hole when it worked for her. She started learning more about it. Like you've done with gratitude. It seems like everyone I've talked to so far has their thing. For me, it's been a combination of gratitude and journaling. The last podcast I released was about journaling and it helped me understand, which I'd never had the opportunity to do before because I'd never written down my personal history, but I just wrote a page a day, not every day, but I wrote down enough to be able to look back on it about a year and a half later and realize, oh my God, my life is on a hamster wheel. Like I'm doing the same thing over and over. I'm complaining about the same thing things. Yeah. I'm talking about having the same dreams that I want to accomplish, but I'm not doing anything. So as soon as that clicked for me, just it sounds like gratitude, the practice clicked for you once you got that assignment to do the glad assignment from your therapist. It sounds like that was your thing. For me, journaling is not my thing. It's not curing anything. Actually doing the work is, is what's curing everything, but the journal keeps me accountable for it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like with you, gratitude is what keeps you moving forward inch by inch, day by day. That's really huge. So tell us how, if someone wants to learn more about starting their own gratitude practice, where can they connect with you? Where can they find out more information, get your meditation, maybe download it or link to it? You'll find that on Facebook, Gratitude Incarnate. There's a page and we have the Facebook group. I really recommend everyone goes there and checks that out. That group was created to encourage each other, support each other, and just focus on gratitude every single day. There's posts about gratitude every day. So if you want to be on social media, you want to be on your phone, I got the place for you to be. <laughs> it's a safe space, it sounds like. Yes, Not the is. usual comments abyss. 
that you might run into other places. That's good. Okay. There's no rules to join the group, but there are rules to stay in the group. <laughs> All right. Have you ever had to kick someone out for just being negative? Just, yeah. Uh, Makes me sad. Man, but. we can't have nice things sometimes, but <laughs> that's how it goes. That's, I'm grateful they were there for as long as they were. Well, it taught everyone a lesson, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Also on Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias you can find, all the places, Gratitude Incarnate. And then just check out my podcast. For sure. We're going to have all of that stuff linked in the show notes. And thank you so much for talking about what you do, where you've been, where you are now, what it's been like. And for everyone listening, I just want to reiterate, this did not happen in 60 days right? No. Can we go ahead and verify that? <laughs> this didn't happen Absolutely in 90 days. Not. This didn't happen in a half a year. This is a practice, like you said. So it is not a one and done. It's not like you do 50 sit-ups and you've got six-pack abs. It's a practice. And you've been at this for a while and it's changed your life, mm -hmm. it sounds like. Now you are changing other people's lives, which is amazing. I mean, that's the joyful rebellion right there because you found something that brought you joy. You pulled yourself out of a situation where you were not experiencing joy. And now you've not only done that for yourself, but you're doing that for other people. And so that's the ultimate thing. And I just love to talk to people who have been able to do that. So Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. I'm very happy and so grateful to be able to bring this message to your listeners. I am grateful we got to have this conversation and grateful for technology because you are... <laughs> you're not across the country. You're a state away. You're in the same time zone, which is amazing. And you gave up an hour of your day to talk with all of us about what you do and how it's helped you. So I have a ton of gratitude for you. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and be sure to come back next week. Oh, and can I ask a favor? I love connecting with people who have either led their own joyful rebellion or professionals who help others through that journey. So if you know someone like that, there's a big yellow button on the homepage at ajoyfulrebellion.com. I'd really appreciate you reaching out with a suggestion or introduction. Thanks again, and I'll see you back here next week.